0: Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah, I would love you to. Can I really?
1: You know how I feel. Can I swear? Um, um, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you.
0: <laughs> the Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. Excuse me, Mr. Announcer, sir. Uh, I don't identify as male. Uh, no. Today, I identify as an elephant and the New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan.
1: Us uh, so that we do not identify by weight,
0: that is prejudicial. <laughs> You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast.
1: Welcome ladies and gentlemen to another exciting edition of the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. And this week, uh, we were thrown into a loop by the mumps. And here to discuss all this medical fallout... Is the New Jersey kid me, Joseph Sheehan, along with my tag team partner, the Broke Wrestling, Mr. Michael Newman. Newman, it's, this was a cra- crazy week.
0: It is crazy, uh, and I, I'm wondering, are you are you qualified to talk about such a such a medical matter?
1: I mean, like... if it has anything to deal with bacteria, which I'm not sure if it does, <laughs> but I if feel it's like... bacteria related, I can definitely talk about it.
0: I feel like you questioning whether it's bacteria related automatically is like if you don't even know what it's related to. Yeah, dis disqualified. We're disqualified. <laughs> disqualified. thrown out of the match.
1: So, yeah, disqualified. so viral infections all around in the WWE. Yeah, it's fucking crazy.
0: Uh this changed up the pay-per-view so drastically like they had to, you know, put in uh <laughs> They, they, I think it shows such an interesting flaw in their Raw roster that they had nobody else to put into these spots that opened up other than a guy from SmackDown and a retired legend. <laughs> like, those matches ended up turning yeah. out, like, really, really well, but it was just crazy.
1: Like, it, it has to show you how bad of a shape they were in to pull Kurt out of retirement, right? Because that, that's a huge deal. Kirk coming back to the ring.
0: Yeah, that's a huge deal. And I, so, I think they definitely had that in their back card for way later. Like, this oh, is yeah, not, like, yeah, this is not the plan, obviously.
1: <laughs> this definitely shows that uh, they were already he was already undergoing the physicals and stuff like that um, for them to do it down the road. But then when this came up, they were like, oh, shit, we need to put him in now.
0: Yeah, and it's. Like, I'm, I'm not complaining about it, because I, I actually did, like, I liked parts of it. Like, I really liked, it seemed like Kurt really had a fucking good time with it, like, him coming out. And he oh just my God. fucking marked so hard with the shield vest and everything. <laughs> he had the time of his life. Like, uh, somebody actually said this on another show, but I think it was a really good app description. It was like, it was almost like him coming out, like, uh, like, with the boys. You know, it's like, you know, these guys he's like wanting <laughs> yeah. to hang out with that are like, you know, 10, 15 years younger than him. And he's like, yeah, like I'm I'm hanging out with the guys. Like we're going out to the strip club. Like I'm the the, the old guy that got invited out to the bachelor party. Like <laughs> he's just going to have a good time. And it's it so like, true. Like everybody else is out there like fighting and shit like that. And Kurt Angle just looks like he's having fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, he just has a smile on his face. Gets thrown into the steps. He's just like, yeah, What? I'm out here with my boys.
0: Yeah. Like <laughs> Hold on a second. I just got to handle this message. So uh, talk for like 10 seconds.
1: Go. Uh, one Mississippi, two Mississippi. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think this actually ended up being a better TLC pay-per-view um, due to these random changes and occasionally. In case people don't know what we're talking about, uh, so both Bray Wyatt and apparently Bo Dallas has had, they've had a viral infection of some sort. Uh, I can't remember exactly what they had, um, but it sounds like the Roman Reigns came down with the mumps, so the entire W roster was uh, vaccinated for these uh, viral infections, and they had to make these quick changes. So it was um, set of Bray Wyatt going up against Finn Balor. AJ Styles was brought in and Kurt was brought in to replace Roman with the shield. And and I have to say, I think this pay-per-view without those changes might not have been as good. So even with these uh, crazy changes, uh, I think they ended up with the better.
0: Yeah, it's I think they way actually more did.
1: Than... There we go. <laughs>
0: I agree. I see what you're saying. Like it actually, it's this weird thing where like this twist of fate kind of made things a little bit better.
1: So you're saying Matt Hardy played a role? in <laughs> Magical
0: twist of fate. No, I th- actually you know what. On another level, I'm going to agree with you even further in the fact that like so this was like when the Shield was finally going to come back, and it was like they were trying so hard to make this really feel like it was worthy of the Shield really coming back, and it still felt kind of rushed, didn't it?
1: Oh, totally. Uh, you had this really long buildup between Seth and Dean, like, trusting each other, right? hmm Like, again, and then all of a sudden, like, Roman just popped back up, like, what's up, guys? Like, we're getting back together, right? <laughs> right, and then it was only
0: because of, like, The Miz. At first, it was gonna be because of The yeah. Miz and The Taraj, which was, like, a fucking joke. And so they had to upgrade it to Miz and The Bar. And even then, it was still, like, alright, come on, like, we know The Shield's gonna kill these guys. So then I was like, all right, well, Stroman Strowman in. And then we also, also added in Kane. So it was like...
1: <sighs> yeah, it was you know? It was actually another podcast I was listening to. They pointed out that... I think it was like in the three weeks leading up to the pay-per-view, that match had been changed each time. Because it was like, at first it was... there uh, a, a podcast I listened to pointed out that that match had been changed... Each week in like the three weeks leading up to the pay per view. Mm-hmm. So, like, first it was the shield versus uh Ms. Taraj, then it was changed to shield versus Ms. and Barr, then it was changed to shield versus Ms. Barr, Strowman, and then finally, in the in the go home show, <laughs> it was changed to Miz versus Ms. <laughs> Strowman, Barr, and Kane versus the shield. Like, that's nuts. I've never seen a, a a show, uh, match, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. um, changed that many times leading up to a show. Yeah. It, yeah, it
0: definitely really felt like they, they didn't, this definitely did not feel like this was planned in advance, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is just like a, uh, shit, I guess we need to, I guess we're doing the Shield thing, and we need to, (laughs) well, this is the other fucking big problem with, like, them not having Brock Lesnar around, and not having Universal Title around, is that they have to, like, make these weird main events. For the raw mm-hmm. brand it shows that lesnar's not on yeah you because know, it's like yeah you know, normally you would just you'd have your world title match as your main event right like
1: yeah like that's you've gotten that taken care of you you just need to figure out an, an opponent right
0: so i just i don't know i i won't go into another lesnar rant yet at least uh but <laughs> he, he, he was back many, me. he creates a lot of booking problems but uh yeah, anyway, so this 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 match, I thought, ended up turning out better because now it just felt like they got out of the really weird booking corner by just having this be a really weird attraction match of just, hey, what if the Kurt Angle was part of the Shield for one night? Like, this feels like a fever dream match. Like, this feels like a match that I put together in, like, WWEK whatever edition.
1: Yeah, just like, I, like, oh, fuck it. you know it would be fun? To put Kurt in here, and then a S.H.I.E.L.D., but not Roman. <laughs> like, yeah, and then the other team, like,
0: I'm just going to put together some random guys like uh, Miz, and Cesaro, and Sheamus, and Kane, and get, fuck, give us some Strowman. Strowman will be the other guy. <laughs> let's mix so. a little
1: Strowman in there. Now you only want to sprinkle Strowman in, because you don't want to add too much.
0: Because <laughs> otherwise he'll just never be finished with you. <laughs>
1: You just need a car door to finish him.
0: Off. <laughs> you need to fucking apparently murder him. You put him in the back of a uh, garbage truck because getting yeah. uh, destroyed in an ambulance, he was back like right away. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But no, it's it's the because
1: um, and it, it's possibly it's possible that it's also being destroyed in a garbage truck by the a demon from hell.
0: I suppose it's so it's whoever puts you in there. Has more capability. Yeah, also
1: also plays a role. Yeah, I see.
0: But it, it definitely mm-hmm. it, it seems like they're gearing up for the end there with Kane. This
1: seems like his last feud. Yeah, and it seems it seems like he, he I I have no idea how the mayoral race is going for him. Um, but I mean he's already been on his way out even before that because mm-hmm. he owns uh, like an insurance agency or something like that. So he's got another thing to for money and mm-hmm. to keep them occupied and so this seems like either he was like went to vince and was like i want to do one last run and vince was like great you're gonna put Braun over or um if vince was like hey kane i think it's one last run for you and how about putting Braun over yeah and
0: i mean however the fuck it came together you know either one of those ways or something like that like i you know it's like this feels right Like, this is the end for Kane, you know, he's just supposed to put over a big monster, and it's like, this is definitely the guy to put over, right? Because, like, the the languaging of both of their catchphrases and, like, who they are, like, the demon Cain, he's the monster, the big red monster, the machine, and then, you know, Braun Strowman being the monster among men, and the Mm -hmm. wording of Cain really being, like, this is the crux of the feud, and why he's fighting with him is saying that, you know, there's room for only one monster, and I'm the true monster, which... Of course, it's going to lead to Braun being like, no, bitch, I'm the true monster. You're dead.
1: Yeah, but I, I enjoyed... I'm enjoying this build so far. Because mm-hmm. it's been great. You got the surprise pop from Kane coming back the Raw before the pay-per-view. You had them uh, um, team up and then obviously lead to some uh, problems during the match. And you end up with on um, Raw, Kane explaining himself, and... Uh, an explanation for why Stroman was there because he was almost killed in a garbage truck.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So, so yeah. far it's, it's a good setup. Yeah, my only complaint with
0: it so far is that they just fucking fed him Finn, which I feel like was a really stupid idea. I feel like there's a lot of other guys in that roster that could have just fed to him.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm trying. To, who's who is some of the uh, you got Kurt Actually, Hawkins? You know Here,
0: here's on a that you, raw here's a guy you know I'd have him feed to him. Feed him Rhino. Rhino's a bigger guy. So at least it's like a guy who can lose, but he's a little bit bigger, so it means a little bit more. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, rather than just like a Slater or something. Or a Collins, and like,
1: but. Finn is is on such a roller coaster ride, right? Like, because he had him in this Bray Wyatt feud. That I'm actually kind of glad I, we didn't see Sister Abigail yet. Uh, <laughs> give him a little and more so time have- to figure that shit out. <laughs> oh God, hopefully. Uh so you have him f- figure that stuff out. And then he has this amazing match with AJ, which they both needed, I said I would say. Like the only other person I would throw in that category is like Nakamura and just needs that knockdown yeah. drag out match. So you have them both put on this five star match and the night after you have him lose to Kane.
0: Yeah. That was and not really even
1: put up that stupid. much of a fight.
0: Yeah, it, like, it was it was essentially, like, a glorified squash match. Like, Kane just dominated the shit out of him. Which, like, yeah. Kane needed for his storyline, but then it's like, well, what the fuck are you doing with Finn? Yeah. Like, you, he just had this, like, really good match against Styles, even though it came out of nowhere. Like, man, that's okay. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't always need to have a huge thing. It was just a great match. And then they did tease a thing at the end with the whole Too Sweet. That I was kind of thinking, yeah. like, you know, could this be the seeds for something later on?
1: I love that. Because it's just, it's probably them just, like, fucking around going, like, that's mm-hmm. too sweet to each other. And there's going to be these fans like, oh, they're going to team up down the road and, all oh, they're going to do this. But it, it's probably them just fucking around, but it's great to, like, think about. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, hell, you know what? If, this, if they don't have a plan for either one of these guys at WrestleMania, maybe they could uh, meet up again at WrestleMania.
1: Oh, anytime those guys meet up, it's a WrestleMania caliber match.
0: Because so I'm trying to, like, I feel like some of the other ones that are starting to formulate that you can see, it's like, there's, they're probably going to go with Roman and Brock again, I feel like. I oh, know, you're California. talking about from Mania? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, another one I'm really excited to see that they're definitely building towards, especially after this week on SmackDown, I think is going to be um, Sami Zayn and uh, Shane McMahon.
1: Yeah, I really like their that promo segment this week. Mm-hmm. That
0: was pretty excellent. I think Zane versus Shane has gotta happen at some
1: point. Well, I just loved uh who's it? Oh, Sammy acting like nothing had happened when Shane like first walked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, oh hey, how are you doing? Like he's he's so good at being smug and smarmy. Like Yeah. That's what a lot of people have been complaining about him not changing his theme song. Um because it's still that upbeat ska music, which is very face-like. But I feel like he plays it off really well when he comes out, because he's just got that smug, like, look to him.
0: I absolutely agree. I have some more evidence to support our point. I think part of why it's perfect that he kept his music is because, in a lot of ways, his character is still the same. It's just sort of like, you know, sort of a flip side of the same character. Like, he's just frustrated and mad. So like he's uh-huh. like when he comes out like he's actually even more exaggerated and more happy than it was before like you know how he comes out now like he's almost like parodying himself when he comes out because that's part of his whole thing is that it's like almost like he's trying to make fun of his old self and being like you know that was so much bullshit and I can't believe that I was such an idiot and like because he he's not just giving up on the fans but he actually actively goes out of his way and insults people who believe in the fans and says it like Daniel Bryan's an idiot. And stuff like that you know like that's where his character is Mm -hmm. but then on the other end jack gallagher recently just turned heel and he finally just changed his music at the pay-per-view which is really good and he needed to change his pay-per-view because part of his change of his character was that he was like i'm not going to be a clown anymore i'm going to be really serious and i'm all about cruelty and when his music was still just like it was like what the fuck is this shit like you're making yourself look like a clown (laughs) So that now when he changes, uh, it, it's like, oh, okay. Cruelty?
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Like it just it didn't make sense, but now they change it. It's okay, now it's back in balance with the character. Whereas Sami Zayn yeah. being this like weird kind of smarmy, like hipstery, like he's he the music still fits.
1: Yeah, you're totally right. The the, the looking at his character like hipstery definitely helps. Mm-hmm.
0: He should totally fucking do that. He should start, like, uh, criticizing people for using moves or something that he uses or somebody else uses. and It's like, I've been doing that move since before it was cool. Like, I've been doing topes since before topes were cool. <laughs> or he should start just doing dives. Like, dive, dive. <laughs> oh, Like, especially against Randy Orton. They should have, they should have put that in their <laughs> match. Although they had a fucking killer match this week. What did you think of the uh, Orton versus Zayn match on SmackDown?
1: I mean, it's, it's exactly what you always wanted it to be, right? Like, you have Zane in there—that's like the kind of high flyer guy who can go crazy in the ring—and that's the perfect opponent for Randy Orton because mm-hmm. Randy can just move so fluidly in the ring that—I uh, mean, Randy can work with anybody. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but he—I think the matchup kind of gels better with a guy like Sammy.
0: Well, yeah, his, his ideal matchup, exactly, you're right, is a guy who's smaller than him who, who can move really well and is a technical guy because then he can match him technically so they can do a lot of smooth spots. Somebody who can do, hit a lot of higher spots so he can hit, like, an impressive RKO or something else like that. Exactly. And is smaller, too, so then he can do a lot of – because, like, a lot of his offense is very, like, uh, kind of dominating and grounding. hmm And that works better against a smaller guy, so. Yeah. It just works even better when he's against a babyface when he's a heel. But this worked really well. And especially, too, with like Randy Orton being the kind of dick face that he could get away with doing a low blow, which you know is the round circle from their story before. Exactly. So it was really good booking and a great match. So excellent job. Great TV match.
1: Yay, did we? Or should I say it like Kurt? Dub it, W-E. Dub, W-E.
0: <laughs> sound like Forrest Gump dude there's so many people in that company who say WWE and just terrible it's it's such a weird thing to say like WWE
1: I don't know yeah the E is what really because WWF that sounds fine to me but Mm -hmm. ending it with an E is so weird
0: this might be a little bit too technical with language and stuff but in in English we don't do a lot of like complex uh, vowel to vowel sound Mm. So sometimes it throws people off a lot. So, like for example, my dog's name Toboe. People aren't used to that O to A sound, so it's hard for people to like say her name and understand what I'm saying. Toboe. Yeah, Toboe. Like <laughs> you just got it. But people are like, yeah, Tobo. What? It's like no, there's another like Toboe. It's three syllables.
1: Toboe. It's okay, but. Aaron and I went with a simpler name. His name is Kramer, so. <laughs> Does he barge into the room whenever he wants to? Uh, If he's running away from somebody, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that's it, yeah, so it's like half the time Kramer budges Which in. is,
1: which is, my, yeah, that's, that's why he's named that is because he's very skittish. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm one of the few guys that he likes. Mm. Um, he's very scared of men. He's okay with women, but it, if it's not Aaron or her mom, then he's like still skeptical. Uh,
0: that's that's, most, yeah. that's almost all people.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I said it's a little more than men and women problem. That's just a, hmm, I don't know if I trust people problem.
1: Yeah, well, he came from uh, Puerto Rico, and the, oh, well, the ASPCA claimed that he was in like a fighting ring, so.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. This is a, you know, you should bring him to WWE. Be like, you know what? Kramer? Yeah, it's like, you know what? This is the first dog superstar.
1: <laughs> there we go. Dude, all those people in the arena, he would make, nope, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: That would be terrible. My God, can you yeah. ever imagine if that, if WWE tried to do that shit? Jesus Christ. Maybe they will someday. I was just
1: trying to think of it. A- I was kind of trying to think of a good transition out of that, and I couldn't. So.
0: Well, you know what? All right. So an equally fucking ridiculous idea. What about fucking Alicia Fox being the captain for the Raw Women's Team? Speaking uh, of the, women being in
1: charge, on, of Foxy. Then. All right, this is this is a good transition then. Uh, we have we have two women topics then. So that one, and then how ridiculous it is how much offense Emma and, Emma got against Oscar.
0: Yeah, I I I. <laughs> I'm so, I'm really torn and uh, kind of like sad too, because it's like, I was trying to wait and see. It's like, all right, let's see what the reaction is like on Monday Night Raw. And then it was like, oh, kind of lukewarm because she was sort of presented as like, yeah, she was the winner, but you know, just another girl on the roster. I
1: think she had a ways. hard fought match against Emma and she made it out, but yeah, and it's she's like, you know just the, another woman.
0: It's like the match wasn't even that bad. Be- like the match is actually okay. Like, if they had to have a yeah. match on Raw, that would have been great. But, yeah, I think the problem was that it's like if they were going to have a competitive match out of the gate, they needed somebody who was a bigger deal and Emma just had not been a big enough deal up until that point. Like, if they had been, like, a Charlotte or maybe if they had rehad Bailey enough or maybe Nia Jax, that could have worked. Um, but then the other thing they could have done is just have her fucking kill her. Like, I've heard some people talk about I think it could have been a cool idea of just, like straight up essentially a squash match of just she comes in you know Emma's all tough coming in like she's gonna hit something like in my head i actually booked it a little bit different of like so maybe asuka could come in just to show a little bit more character coming to the center of the ring staring emma right down in the center and then emma comes up and she like fucking hits her as hard as she can like slaps her across the chest asuka doesn't move at all and just like yells at her to hit her harder it's like yeah hit me harder you know, hits her harder again then just starts like screaming and yelling and starting getting fucking crazy you know hit her a few times whatever and then just gets to her absolute crazy limits then just fucking kicks Emma in the head once bam one two three pin
1: yeah I I imagine a similar thing except it was just like Emma walks up and they're like trash talking each other and Emma slaps her and then Asuka just gets the smile on her face mm. and then just starts beating her down <laughs>
0: Just the one slap and then that's yeah just, yeah, just snaps. Yeah. So yeah, I think either one of those would've worked.
1: Yeah. I think it would have worked better than than what they had. But to you back to your original point, yes, it is crazy. And I don't know why that Alicia Fox is the captain for the Raw team.
0: I think it's Especially because is gonna lose.
1: You have Becky on the other side as the captain. It's like, how can you oh fuck. Well, I
0: think it's I think it's because raw's definitely gonna lose and they didn't want to put somebody else
1: in that position to lose I guess because mm.
0: it's like I guess like, like if
1: you the fall could go on Alicia actually in the match but then also in storyline going like you weren't a good enough captain and that's why we lost right yeah I can see that
0: like that's the only logic I can see out of this is like why the fuck are they doing this <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, the, the only reason they're they're doing anything with Alicia is the fact that she's been here for 10 fucking years and hasn't done anything. And they're going, oh, hey, she's pointing this out to people now. Maybe we should do something. Yeah, like fucking release her.
0: Although here's here's the fucking crazy or weird thing about that Raw Women's Division right now at this point with the pay-per-view coming up of Survivor Series. Like, you've got to have Asuka on that card, right? Yeah. Like, there's no way. So, all right, so then if Asuka's on that card... Then either she's got to be in that champion versus champion match in her own match of some kind, or she's got to be on the Raw Women's Team, and I can't imagine her like she's she's not going to be able to lose. Well, maybe she could. Maybe they could like maybe do her like a like a count out loss or something like that, where like she is fucking up somebody outside the ring or some shit. Maybe they could get around her that way.
1: Oh yeah, because it's individual. Oh wow, I was totally blanking that Survivor Series is individual eliminations.
0: Yeah, because I was trying to think, like, because, like, all right, because if Asuka's on that team, like, there's no way that she's just going to get pinned. Like, her first pin is not going to be in the middle of a Survivor Series match. So then. Yeah, I mean, it
1: shouldn't be, but yeah. let's see what they fucking do. But, uh, yeah, you could do something where she's beating someone else on the outside and gets counted out. Or you could do something with, like, if they're going to have her feud with, say, Naya, have her and Naya feud to the back and they both get counted out or something like that. Oh, yeah, you could totally do that. Yeah. That's fair. They have some options, so it's not impossible that she's. Yeah, you just definitely it... can't pin her in something like yeah. that. Yeah, because that would just be oh, no. Can you imagine that bullshit? If they, <laughs> there's only like... one thing they could do worse, which is submit her. <laughs> but oh Christ,
0: oh my God, yeah, like if they had like a retarded Nikki Bella just come out of nowhere and submit her for no... <laughs> just for no reason. <laughs> <There you> <laughs> that'd be the worst. I would, I might just turn it off. I'd be done. If they nope, just did that. done. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a hard... Well, you know what? I guess it's not that hard. If they just listen to what we just said, that makes sense. Because the other idea uh-huh. I was thinking is like with with some of the championship versus championship matchups that they have at Survivor Series, I'm wondering how many of those matches are going to happen as they are. Because like I was imagining like in particular the women's match, if they were able to do this, it would require two title changes. But it'd be really exciting to see Asuka versus Charlotte.
1: I think they saved that for down the road. I
0: th- I think they might too, but at the same time, like there's like the whole uh, rumors cropping up of the like horse women match at WrestleMania, so I feel like that would definitely make sense if they're gonna maybe build towards that. And you know, unless unless they're gonna have Charlotte and Oscar definitely on the same brand next year, then it's like, hey, you know what? You you might as well at least they could do one match now, and they could always do it again later because this is just like a one off. Like they could always build a bigger story with these two. Another point, I think this could be like an exciting sort of thing. But I guess it would require. Like I think on the raw side, it would be fine to rush and just put the title on Oscar because she's just gonna be running in like an undefeated streak anyway, right? Yeah. So, Fucking put the title on her. Why not? Like we all know it's gonna happen anyway. So like just give it to her. It's inevitable. So. Exactly. It's it's not an if. It's a when. So you might as well just put it on her and, you know, then we can see those matches. Especially because, like, at, like who else is Alexa Bliss going to feud with right now that would be interesting? Like, they would have to heat back up Bailey or something like that or try and do Naya. I mean, I guess they could
1: try and do Naya. I mean, right now they're just continuing with Mickey with possibly Sasha on the side. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I guess they could. I don't. know, I guess although with Naya, I don't know. They might. They might not want to reward her, uh, rebelling a little
1: bit, <laughs> by putting her back into the
0: title. Well, but maybe the latest part reports of how they have to get back. I don't know.
1: Latest reports are that it wasn't as bad as people made it out to be at first.
0: Yeah, I feel like um, the things that I've read, it seems basically just like she she was frustrated with what was going on, and she was just like, yeah, I don't want to lose this match. Yeah, you're not doing my character and then, justice, and I need to walk away for a little bit, and then she's you are know, just going to be back.
1: Yeah, and just wanted some time off, so.
0: But it, it sounds like, I think she even sent out some sort of uh, thing teasing that she's going to be at Survivor Series, probably.
1: Yeah, apparently she's starting to run some angles from her Twitter account. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so, I would, yeah, we'll probably see her in that match.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, anything else from TLC for you? Let's see
0: feel like there wasn't really a whole lot because yeah like alexa bliss and mickey james is all right um yeah
1: <laughs> you sound so sad about it you're just like yeah
0: you know what here here's i mean that's topic. what
1: this this pay-per-view was two matches for me and it was aj and finn and then the main event
0: yeah you know all right so i have, I have one other thing i would definitely change big time which i think really would have um actually made things some better so the whole jason jordan elias shit instead of doing the way they did that I think you should just put Heath Slater in that position and then let, you know, Elias just beat Heath Slater at the end of the night. Also, Heath Slater's just a lot better with running comedy. He could have done a little something with that. And then so have, we
1: have Heath Slater replaced Jordan?
0: Yep. And then okay. you have Jason Jordan appear in the main event when Kurt got hurt. Like, in this spot uh, where, like, he got hurt and, like, taken out of the match. I think what you should have done is have Jason Jordan come out during that part and then he just inserts himself to, like, be the guy to, like, carry that match for a little bit while all three guys are down. So, like, you know, Kurt's getting taken off, and you give time for Seth and D to recover while Jason Jordan is trying to fight off the heels. And eventually, of course, they overcome him. The Shield guys come back in and whatnot, and then eventually Kurt comes back. You know, like, I think that would have made a lot more sense storytelling-wise, and fuck it, like, it could have given Jason Jordan
1: a chance to actually get over. <laughs> oh, you mean putting him in front of the audience three separate times on a pay-per-view and having him throw kale at uh, Elias didn't work.
0: You know, surprisingly, I don't think people dug it a lot. I, I,
1: were you feeling it? What, the Elias thing? <laughs> yeah, the whole, the whole fucking Fuck Elias. Fuck no. <laughs> yeah, I, I was yeah, like, was... dear God, you're wasting my time. Yeah, because, like, it almost, it almost, it
0: seemed really jarring to me, the fact that, like, Jason Jordan didn't come out. It's like, isn't this guy trying to run the angle of him being, like, a good son? And he's just, like, letting his dad just get fucking
1: murdered? He had to go out and get more, more kale. That's why.
0: He, you know what he actually had to do is, I bet he had to also run out and get milk for the post-match celebration. Yeah, Kurt's like, you know, right. hey, son, so out and go, go out and get some milk.
1: Make sure it's whole. I don't want any two percent shit.
0: <laughs> None of that watered down bullshit. I feel that way, dude. I'm I'm very serious about my milk. I'm a whole milk man.
1: Uh, I'm actually a two percenter, so. Oh, you fucking pussy.
0: <laughs> you piece of shit. Hey, at least I'm
1: not skim. <laughs>
0: oh Jesus Christ! Like, what the fuck is the point with skim? Just drink water. It's water. Water lying about being milk. You <laughs> one of my favorite fuck. quotes. If any of you viewers out there who drink skim milk... Please stop downloading. You're gross. You're gross.
1: Your milk is gross and you're gross.
0: And you're gross. And you know what? Paul Heyman's going to come to your house and cut a promo on you. And tell you why you suck.
1: How good was his goddamn promo?
0: He made so many amazing different points all in one promo. I can't even believe it. He, He went from... Basically, uh, making, <laughs> making commentary on everybody else's promo style, saying about how it was like you, yeah, everybody wants to be the king of trash talk. Well, you know, guess what? You know, I don't do that. I you know come out here and I don't waste my time talking about people who are you know shitty. I talk about people who are great. You know the like the Goldbergs of the world and the Samoa Joes and the Braun Strowmans. Like I sell up the opponent because I still know that the guy that I'm backing can beat them. Yo, it's like yeah. basically <laughs> giving them all like how to cut a promo, then cutting a promo, and then being like, "Oh, also, Jinder Mahal sucks. <laughs> like he is so far beneath every single one of those guys. Oh my gosh! And like he made fun of him in such a like it was a the perfect, right like, the, way. It was the right way of like pointing out all the flaws of like he's the make believe Maharaja. Yeah, yeah. Like, like every single thing that you know Jinder Mahal says about himself that's great is all just made up believe bullshit." And he has no chance against Lesnar.
1: And but also pointing out his like I'm using air quotes on a podcast, but accomplishments at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, he beat Nakamura by fluke and he beat Orton by this way, too. Like it was that's the way you're supposed to cut a promo on someone else is take them down, but not all the way down like you're not supposed to be like this guy's just like the worst in everything because then when they if they beat you (laughs) Mm -hmm. then that's not good for you
0: well it's also it's it's so much better for you if you beat somebody who fucking matters exactly like you know if if i'm trying to because like in in an abstract sort of way all these guys are just basically gladiators and fighters in an arena trying to garner the attention of the audience and shit and are you you not
1: entertained
0: (laughs) you know if if Jericho was always talking about how it's like hey you know what I became the universe, undisputed world champion by beating Butthole McDingus and uh, Fartface over here then be like well who gives a shit like you beat like two bums off the street it's like no 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 you tell them that I beat Stone Cold, Steve Austin and The Rock in the same night and it's like oh that's a big deal that sounds yeah. like a big deal you're probably a big deal
1: <laughs> I like you now <laughs>
0: you're that or I'm afraid of you like Something other than just apathy.
1: Yeah. Which this half this roster suffers from.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it, yeah, that's definitely true.
1: <laughs> um. So then we already went through Asuka, Emma. Oh, we have a new Cruiserweight Champion.
0: Yeah, Enzo Amore. I mean, we called it for sure.
1: Well, I mean, either way, uh, for whoever won, it would be the new champion, right? Because Kalisa. Kalisa doesn't remember he's the champion. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> we well, you know, dude, Enzo, Enzo's doing so good that not only is he you know, getting himself over, he's making the 205 Live show interesting to watch and the Cruiserweight division interesting, but he's also even helping guys like Davari get better. Like, even between, like, this week and before. cut a
1: really good promo.
0: Like, he actually did all right this week. Like, was his intro with Enzo? It was definitely better than, like, two or so weeks ago when he did it before.
1: Like, a lot better. Yeah, and it, it ended up so well. So, Divari gets more mic time uh, because Enzo's voice was shot. Then Enzo gets heat for not talking from the crowd. Mm-hmm. And then, if you think about it, like, I think they should be more selective when Enzo does his promos now. Because if you just do it week in and week out, it's going to get old. But... This was a change of pace. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and they could even run an angle, too, of, like, you know, sometimes when he's not legitimately, like, his throat or his voice is gone, that he could just say, like, he refuses to talk in front of these people or some shit, you know? And be like, I'm gonna let devari talk for me. Yeah, and,
1: yeah, and like, have like... Endo not even say anything. Like, have DeVari just go, Endo does not deem you worthy enough for him to talk in front <laughs> of him. Like...
0: Right. And you know what? It's... So it's not only is it fucking helping Enzo's thing, it's helping Davari's thing, but it's like it's fucking developing Davari as a talent because I feel like you can you can see it in him that he's more confident when he's out there. Like he's he's doing a better job and he's yeah. becoming more confident and because he's more confident, he's going to start doing an even better job. So it's like, yeah, you know, it's it's good all the way around right now.
1: Yeah. Win 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 win.
0: Yeah, and it's like, and who the fuck would have thought? Like, I was like, I seriously was looking at Davari as definitely one of, like, the bottom five guys in that company of just, like, this guy fucking sucks. Get rid of him. And, like, I'm not saying he's fucking amazing right now, but, hey, it's like, this is definitely a a vast improvement. Oh, completely. Uh, Let's see. Was there anything else from... Oh, yeah, also fucking 205 Live, speaking of promos. Uh, Mr. Gallagher cut another pretty good fucking promo.
1: Yeah, uh, he's really stepping into this heel role. Yeah, I loved him trying to recruit uh, Cedric Alexander to the Church of Cruelty. hmm Basically being like, "Yeah, dude, I sucked before, now look at me. <laughs> yeah, you know
0: what they because they have that going on, they got the Sami Zayn storyline going on similar to that, and now they're trying to do it with uh, Roderick Strong almost a little bit. Mm-hmm. With Undisputed. <clears throat> There's a heel turns in the air.
1: Uh, I just like that Roddy Strong's heel turn him, off the wristband.
0: Or at least, a, yeah, I think it's, I think it's gonna be. I think I feel like they gotta tease yeah. it out at least a little bit
1: longer, right? Well, or remember he gave work the works. shirt back, mm-hmm. but he he didn't give the wristband back right away. So maybe that's what Roddy wanted all along was a wristband. Mm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He's like, guys, I don't do shirts. Come on, look at these abs. All, sh- right, all right, fine. We'll give you something, something that you can wear and it won't cover <laughs> up the abs. Here you go. Here's a wristband. Oh, speaking
1: of abs, did you hear about the challenge that's laid down for NXT War Games? <laughs> yeah, you texted me about this a couple days ago. I did text you. <laughs> Shawn Michaels. Of course you did. Shawn Michaels against Johnny Gargano and an ab off. Uh, and I just love Johnny's. <laughs> face during this whole thing was like a mixture of holy shit i'm cutting a promo with sean michaels <laughs> and was also just like dude you're you want to face me in an ab off i'm like half your age <laughs> like
0: well hey they're just both lucky that johnny Mundo's not in that ab off
1: just yeah so. he, he would win hands down. <laughs> you know what, they should they should have
0: him uh return against tony nece and just do an ab fight or something
1: finn could also go in there too
0: yeah if you could just have an ab division
1: yeah,
0: we don't actually fight oh, and have matches. We just pose sexily, and <laughs> whoever has the best
1: abs gets the title. I just I loved when uh, Finn walked by Dean Ambrose that one time, and he was just like, "Dude, eat a carb." <laughs> yeah, did he like hand him a donut or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh the God. carbs won't kill you.
0: Well, you know what will kill you, Joe? What? A team of invading crazy people. From SmackDown, coming to
1: Raw. Very, very interesting. Uh, I loved that this closed out the show. What, what did you think? Yeah, I thought this was a
0: surprisingly good. Like, there was a lot of really good brutality to it that I was not expecting. Because I thought they were going to try and be like, yeah, we're going to be really hardcore, or brutal. But then it was just going to fall really far short. Mm-hmm. But, like, I thought they did, like, a good, appropriate level of hardcore. You know what I mean? Because if it was almost too much, then it would have been too far, because WWE's just not there normally. Uh-huh. Uh, but this is, like, a really good level of Brutal.
1: Yeah, and, uh, <clears throat> it made sense, too. So, like, the logic of it. Um, I think it was a little ridiculous, stretching that, like, AJ stuck around just for this on Raw, <clears throat> according to Shane McMahon. But I, li- I like that, the logic of, like, so they got in the building somehow, right, and then attacked, like, um... Oh, who they attack first? Uh, why am I blanking on his name? the The manager guy, Kurt Angle. Titus O'Neill. Oh, yeah, Titus O'Neill and Apollo Cruz. Yeah, and uh, so they took down like two guys first, and then like we're moving on from there. And it wasn't like just the big locker room versus locker room battle in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it was like, you got to see a lot of little things too, like and there was. And I wonder how much of this, this had to have been on purpose, I'm thinking, that, but there was, like, certain guys that go after certain guys even more, like when they got into the locker room and they saw Jason Jordan, and Chad Gable just burst out in front and beat the fuck out of him.
1: Yeah, my only thing with that is uh, I would have liked more of, like, a build-up to that, because the last we heard that they were on good terms. So, like, mm-hmm. if you wanted to do something where, like, oh, no, they actually do hate each other, I would have liked something more along that line.
0: Well, you know what? Maybe I would like what they could do is maybe um they'll do if the, whenever what whatever week that Raw comes back and invades, maybe they could even do it in a way like a, say if it was gonna cut off a match or something, and Jason Jordan interrupts like a match with Jason Jordan and Chad or with Chad Gable or something. Yeah. To like try and get back at him, cause at least if they kind of close that loop, that make me feel better. Cause like or if they if he attacks Chad Gable in like a backstage part too. Maybe they could mm-hmm. even lead to then like Chad Gable and um uh Sheldon Benjamin versus Jason Jordan and he has to find a tag team partner. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's like I, I, I like that they did it, but I would like for it to actually build into something. Cause yeah, like what you're talking about is like there was no build up for it. Which is yeah, kinda like, yeah. Stinky. But at least if they build something out of it, then that's something.
1: Exactly. So yeah, if they followed it up that way, I would be happy. Yeah, um, but otherwise, I, there were
0: a lot of other cool little things that came out of it too. Like, I also liked that it was smart that they didn't have Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens in it, because that would have made no sense if that had happened. But then even also, like, on SmackDown, a lot of different people referenced it that it happened. And then, like, uh, Dolph Ziggler with Bobby Roode, he was saying to him, it's like, you know, like, what, like, don't think there were boys just because we were, like, you know, working together. Yeah. On Monday, like, you know, I'm still hate you. Like you suck. <laughs> so I like that there was that like that acknowledgement of continuity. Because I hate when it's just like stuff just sort of happens and everybody's just like, oh whatever, like everybody forgets that anything ever happened and that I was feuding with you a couple weeks ago, or you know, anything. It's just it's poo-poo. But this is good.
1: Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much it for Raw and SmackDown for me. Do you have anything else?
0: So, who do you think is going to be on the rest of, like, Team Raw and Team SmackDown at this point? Because I also kind of mentioned to you, I think there might be some title changes leading into this pay-per-view. Because, like, I I really don't think that Baron Corbin versus Miz is going to happen. Like, do you think that match
1: is going to happen? I mean, it's not definite yet. It's just rumored, I think, at this point. So, maybe not.
0: But, like, it just, I don't know, in your opinion, like, do you think that they would put on that match? Because that's just, like, heel versus heel. That's going to be cold as
1: ice. <laughs> no, so maybe that's why they haven't made that one definite yet. Maybe those two are just going to end up on opposing teams. Well, I feel like I feel
0: like they're definitely still going to be doing all those title versus titles. Like, they're still going to be doing intercontinental title versus U.S. title. But that just different guys might be holding, or, like, maybe one title will change. 'Cause I also like I'm I don't know. I feel like Alexa Bliss versus um Natalia might not happen. Like I feel like Charlotte might be the champion mm-hmm. by the time the pay per view rolls around, so that it'd be like Charlotte versus Alexa. I could at least definitely see that.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know if they're gonna change the titles before though.
0: I don't know. I feel like they kind of flip flop them whenever they want to. I could definitely see it because um, I, f- I feel like that's more likely than like because maybe we could still get Bliss versus Italia, but I definitely do not think we're getting Corbin versus Miz. Um, I'm just trying to think like who, like between those two, if they didn't if they weren't going to do that, who do you think is dropping their title?
1: Probably Corbin. Yeah. Do you think yeah.
0: they would maybe uh, would they put it back on Styles or something like that? Is that possible? Because I mean, I feel like uh, Styles has so. definitely got to be either a lock for the SmackDown match, or if they were going to do uh, like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus uh, Shane and somebody, like if they were going to do Shane and Styles, I could see that. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like with the guys that they have on SmackDown right now, it's like it's definitely going to be. Obviously, we have Randy Orton on SmackDown side for the band. So the Orton, band Styles, match. Orton, Styles, Nakamura. Because yeah, I think Nakamura is definitely going to be in there over Owens. Because Owens will, I, Owens might even fucking like intentionally get himself out of the match to be like, I don't want to be on there. If yeah, Sammy's especially because gonna Sammy's not going to be in there. I'd, yeah, he yeah. might actually just fucking so that, like smash Nakamura with a chair and be like, I don't want to be in it and I also want you guys to lose. Yeah. Like I want SmackDown to lose. Fuck you guys.
1: <laughs> Ooh, you know you know so who, who else, else? we in got there? three more That I would two, have
0: so. in one of the build ups to this on um, one of the weeks, have the three guys from New Day face each other for a spot on the team. Oh really? Totally.
1: Tease, tease Why would le- they want to do that?
0: Well, because New Day wants to represent SmackDown, and it's like, all right, well, let's see who's the best among you three. Like a competitive match, like a fun thing, not like a, I'm going to force you three to kill each other. <laughs> but just like a, I want, you know, the New Day is a great tag team. I want a representative from New Day. So I want you three to have a triple threat match to see who's the best.
1: Uh, well, I don't think that would happen anyway, because I think they, they're slated to face Usos. Or not Usa's. Um, oh, wait, they're not. It's the Usa's that are nope. facing Seth and Dean. Yep. Can't wait. So, so yep, that's yeah. a possibility, actually.
0: So maybe Big E from uh, New Day on the team, along with uh, Orton, Styles, and Nakamura. And then, uh, I don't know, who the fuck else do you throw in there? Maybe, like, Rusev?
1: Uh, I was going to say Rusev or Dolph or Rude.
0: Oh, yeah, it's one of those two, because they're fighting uh next week for a spot on the thing, so. Oh, they are, yeah. Give it to Ziggler, fuck Rude. He's, he is seriously such an entrance. God damn it, he was so boring this week. When they had that little thing with uh, Dolph dolphin Rude. The promo back and forth. Oh, yeah. Rude's character is so fucking boring, and so, like, it doesn't even fit him. Like, he came out, and his whole point against Dolph is like, You talk too much, Dolph. I like to fight. It's like, what? Who the fuck is this guy?
1: Yeah, and also it doesn't make sense for his character.
0: Right, it was like, Bobby Roode was not all about fighting. He was about prestige and, like, you know. Being glorious. Being glorious in his ego. Like, that was what he was about. He didn't give a fuck about fighting. He just happened to do that. I don't know. It's, It's so, I don't get it. People are so into the entrance, and there's this, this weird misunderstanding and shit that's happening where I think people are carrying over and thinking that he's actually popular or that people are think that he's interesting. I don't know. Like, what do you think the hell is going on right now? Because I'm, I'm baffled.
1: His entrance is over. That's it.
0: It's, yeah. He has such a good entrance. Like, I, I did pitch this to you a couple weeks ago, I think, that I... My super dream way they would end this feud is that Dolph Ziggler just beats him and steals his entrance.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and that would uh, wrap up Dolph's storyline of coming out to the different entrances.
0: Yep, and then just give him a new gimmick to work with of becoming like the Nature Boy again and having that entrance. And you can oh just right like, yeah be like all right well Bobby Roode sorry didn't work out. Do you want to go back to NXT and repackage yourself? I don't know. He just needs to turn heel, or that, yeah, like that's fine. Because I think his his character in NXT was working. He was more than entrance, yeah. In NXT, like that's the sad thing is he actually was more than an entrance, and then they dumbed him down. Like he was still not like a great like he... technician. Like his matches weren't amazing, but you know he had more. Oh than no! Character.
1: Well, he's he's never been that way, so it wouldn't make any sense for him to all of a sudden be that way.
0: Although, you know, like, fucking Cena's gotten a lot better in his Twilight years, so maybe.
1: There's always hope.
0: There, there's always hope.
1: Uh, so it looks like, actually, The Miz versus Corbin is, like, was announced. So. That is gonna be a fart of a match. Jesus Christ. So the announce so far is Lesnar <laughs> versus Mahal. Bliss versus Natalia, uh, Ambrose and Rollins versus the Usos, Corbin versus Miz. Uh, Orton is the only person announced for Team SmackDown for the men. Mm-hmm. No one for Raw yet. Uh, Alicia Fox is the only Raw women announced so far. And then Team SmackDown is Becky, Carmella, Charlotte, Naomi, and Tamina. Hmm. Slynya so yeah, and Raw, I got to imagine. I, I don't think they're going to have
0: Kane and Strowman team up again. I think they're either no. going to be off the card or fighting just each other. Um, and then for Raw, like, unless they're going to wait on Strowman's return, which I don't think they are. I feel like they're going to have him come back right away, right? And then have him just kill Kane?
1: Yeah. So most likely he's going to be feuding with Kane. So right. maybe so not I'm... in Survivor Series. I yeah, not on the
0: Survivor Series team then. So then on Raw, we'll have um, we'll probably get like Balor, we'll probably get uh, Roman Reigns if he's healthy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, maybe Bray Wyatt if he's healthy. Like kind of force Balor and Wyatt to work together, sort of thing.
1: Yeah, Raw's kind of shallow now that I think about it. Um, let's see if if Samoa
0: Joe's around. You could bring him back. What's what's his yeah. status? Is he injured? He still should be back,
1: back? soon.
0: Cause yeah, if, if he's around, he'd be a good option to
1: throw in there. Yeah. Um. Let's see who the fuck. It just like they really lost. They lost two guys with Ambrose and Seth having the championships.
0: Yeah, but like you know, you could still have like you could have uh, the bar in there. Like they could go in. Oh, true, sure, uh, Miz. probably not the club. I think they're a little too too low on the totem pole at this point. No. <laughs> uh. Oh, you could have Elias. Kale. where's up. the kale or uh or jason jordan actually i could see jason jordan probably getting a spot on this team like he's fighting really hard either that
1: or maybe he's the guy who
0: just barely doesn't make the team
1: yeah like he actually loses his match but kirk goes no he's on the team anyway oh no i
0: mean like he should be the like the sixth guy like the guy who like kept trying to get on the thing but like maybe oh shit maybe develop that if he was the guy who kept trying to get maybe he fought like maybe more than once to try to be on the team but he lost every time. And so then he's kind of like in storyline, he's like the well, in case Smackdown tries to do something, we have an extra. And then Jason Jordan could pull some shit and take somebody out of this match backstage and be like blaming it on SmackDown. He puts himself into the match. Mm. Like, but maybe we don't find out that he did that for a while. Like, but it's like, oh, well, who took out whoever? And then Jason Jordan's like, Oh, I don't know, I don't know. But I'm in the match.
1: And then security camera footage shows. Yep.
0: Later on, it's like, oh, this could all be part of the whole thing when they also reveal that, uh, that Jason is not really Kurt Angle's son. son. <laughs> he's been pulling this shit yes. all along. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Actually, that would be a good idea.
1: Finally, my storyline has come to life.
0: All right, so Jason Jordan should be the secret sixth guy who will become the fifth guy on the team. Um, means he'd have to, like, poison somebody or some shit to get him off the team. <laughs> Some, some like, upstart young babyface. Do they do they yeah. have a fucking babyface over there on Raw right now that would fit this description? A young upstart babyface? Yeah, like somebody, somebody who's kind of, like, on the rise. Like, somebody who you'd want to see in this match and be, like, a big deal and be like, oh, shit, they're on the team. But then it's like, oh, fuck, they didn't make it to the pay-per-view. Damn it. Those SmackDown bitches. But then it's like, oh, nope, it was secretly Jason Jordan.
1: Pretty much Jason Jordan. <laughs> Right,
0: like I can't think of anyone yeah I don't I can't think of anybody right now off the top of my head because it'd be like whoever we kind of like at that uh, you know intercontinental title level but I feel like they don't have a lot of they like they have such a weird roster right now
1: as far as like the distribution of talent Miz is getting taken up into this other feud so no one's really challenging for the IC title so we don't really know that picture as well
0: right like it's 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 such a murky waters over there on Raw sometimes. Um, Shit, I don't know. I don't have an idea right now of who it would be, but yeah, I think that would be a good idea. That Jason Jordan poisons somebody and takes that fifth spot. (laughs) I'd be like, I guess if you have nobody else, you could do it with maybe like a Finn Balor, something like that. Mm -hmm. Especially if you like try to like maybe shift the blame and say it was like, oh yeah, like it was Bray Wyatt who did it like try to blame it on him <clears throat> no, and then Bray would be like, no it was Sister Abigail <laughs> or Bray Wyatt would just take credit for it too be like yeah I did it being Sister Abigail we peed in your coke I don't know why that's the go to that I came up with for how to spread disease but you know
1: works for <laughs> the Chinese
0: right <laughs> that's horrible <laughs>
1: All right, all right, so, uh, so hold on. anything else from SmackDown?
0: <laughs> Not from SmackDown, but I have, I have a weird, horrible question for you. Uh, so on NXT, there was yeah. a tag team match we had between uh, two of the most generic teams of all time. And you mean wa- Tino Savatelli? I- <laughs> and I, I want you to answer the question of which team is more generic, two bald indie guys or the uh, two
1: jacked uh, sort, of, sort of entitled looking guys? Uh, generic in what sense I'll go with? In the generic sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, generic generic for the yeah, independent um, scene? Yeah,
0: in, the, in the sense of forgettable. Which, which of these tag teams is more generic and forgettable?
1: Oh, more generic and forgettable, Tino and Riddick Moss. Alright, fair enough. I'll give Oni and Danny the... Slight edge that they could have a more interesting run than the other two.
0: And the fact that they have a uh, an interesting gimmick as far as their hand signals. They have a one and a two. Yeah. What's going on with the one, two?
1: They just Are need they a theory. three now, right? I was
0: say, is there going to be a three at some point? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Oh. That's how they win matches. No, <gasps> no, 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 no. You know what? Conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory time. I like that you warn (laughs) us. Warning. Conspiracy theory. So, uh, they've been reinventing the guys from 3MB big time lately. Jinder Mahal is the WWE champion. Drew McIntyre is the NXT champion. But we haven't seen Heath Slater on TV in a while now. I think this (laughs) is the lead up to the return of Heath Slater and the new Three MB. Oni Lorkin, Danny Birch, Heath Slater, the number three in the three MB, <laughs> and then he's gonna take them and uh, go after his old bandmates. Starting then with I would definitely <laughs> starting
1: then they would definitely be the more interesting team and not generic. <laughs> Way more
0: interesting than uh, Riddick Moss and Tino Sabatelli. Actually, you know what, um, those two guys, they would be a good new, uh, if they needed to get new Miztourage guys, they, they, I think they'd be a ooh. good fit for Misturage, because they're like, you know.
1: They're like uh, bouncers at a club,
0: so. Yeah, like douchey, kind of weird preppy bouncers or something. Yeah. I could see that. Oh, especially if he like, I don't know, got all like manslavey with him. Oh, can you? All right, all right. This this might be a little bit much, especially because it might force her to travel too much on her belly. But like, if you can imagine, oh, with me, Jesus go, go with me. Miz comes out, and he's got Maurice coming back out with him. But Maurice is still pregnant and whatnot. But then maybe she's wearing like a crazy, uh, almost like a kinky beat, like a dominatrix type outfit, but it still like accommodates for her pregnant belly. And then she's got uh, Riddick Moss and Tino Sabatelli coming out. Uh, in, with, like, Chippendales dancer outfits, but then also potentially, like, collars. And mm-hmm. she's, like, leading them, like, man-slaves down to the ring, like, down to the ring, along with uh, her and Miz.
1: I mean, they've done similar things before, so...
0: I... I don't know. They did, like, the whole Eyes Wide Shut thing, like, a while ago. Maybe, like, a year or so ago. Do you remember that? They had, like, the, the masks and shit?
1: Uh, well, I'm thinking of... They did the Basher Brothers with... Oh, uh, what was her name? I don't know. Uh, I forget her name was, but they had like, yeah, a dominatrix kind of a thing. Hmm. Or, you know, who actually, you know, who could work a dominatrix gimmick? I think Lana
0: could work a dominatrix gimmick.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: You know what, she used to fucking basically just go back to being a dominatrix and manage Rusev. Like, I still don't know why they aren't doing that shit. But.
1: I don't know either. Yeah,
0: another great mystery. But, uh, so, something that I feel like is not a mystery is uh why Nikki Cross
1: was given the win here in that uh, battle royal. <clears throat> She's awesome, dude. Well, it definitely wasn't a mystery that she was going to win. Mm-hmm. Because they were just like, "Oh, you're added to the match the last minute." And I was like, "Oh, she's winning." Yeah. Well, I, I think it doesn't stop there. I'm pretty sure she's winning the uh, NXT
0: title, or the NXT really? women's title. Oh yeah, I'm, am, I'm am very, very confident. And I even have a a good booking reason why. And I can tell you if you want. Yeah, shoot it. So they've they've been building as part of the build up for a little bit. Um, they've been doing these like tag matches with uh, Ruby Riot and Nikki Cross versus Iconic, uh-huh. and in this match we have Peyton Royce in the match. So I think a really smart way you could book this that would pay all this off would be that uh, you know late in the match you would have like Kyrie Saint and Ember Moon kind of like off like they're kind of like taking each other out of this match like they're maybe fighting off on the side or up on the stage or something. Mm-hmm. It comes down to Nikki Cross and Peyton Royce. And it looks like maybe Nikki's about to win, but then um, Billy Kay comes out and she's like fucking over Nikki Cross. And then it looks like Peyton's about to win. But then Ruby Riot comes out and evens the odds uh, and gives Nikki Cross the opportunity and she wins. And it's kind of like a payoff from before because uh, in the buildup, Iconic had been targeting Ruby Riot, and then Nikki Cross had been coming out of nowhere to help her and save her more than once. So this could be sort mm-hmm. of her like, hey, look, I'm just paying you back. You helped me. I helped you because you were outnumbered here. Now we're square. So like that'd be kind of her perspective when of course they'd be like, well, hey, Ruby Riot, why'd you do what you did? (laughs) And it's like, look, I'm not best friends with Nikki Cross. Like, This isn't a thing. I just helped her out because she helped me out. That's it. Mm -hmm. And then Nikki Cross can go and be NXT Women's Champion and stuff. And probably even have some matches with Ruby Riot. Maybe she would even say that's like, hey, look, I helped her out. So maybe she'd be like, maybe give me a shot. Like cuz I don't I don't want it to be one of those heel things where it's like I helped her out because we're in an alliance and I want to get a shot. I think it would make sense more if it just be like a she helped me out, I helped her out. But then of course she yeah. also still wants to go for the title, so that could be like its own thing, but I don't know. I think it would kind of make sense for like where they're going before with the story. I could see that. And also I just I feel like the other 3 women aren't a great option right now. Cause like with uh, Peyton Royce, I just I don't think that she's the right girl to have the title. Like her and Iconic, I think they're perfect where they are right now.
1: I think down the road
0: she needs to get the title though. I don't think so. I think I think Iconic can go up to the roster without having gotten the NXT title.
1: Okay, well I eventually I want to see them get a run with a title somewhere because I think the two of them together with the title, like either one wearing it would hmm. be hilarious. Great, like
0: I could see that. Although I could like they're also one of the because I've pitched a couple times that I think they should do a women's tag division. Like, yeah, I they're one of the biggest reasons I keep pitching that is it's like they're such a good like team. Please let's have a women's tag division. They're perfect for it. Um, but yeah, and then like with Ember Moon, I feel like if if they were gonna give it to her, then I feel like she should have just beaten Asuka. You know what I mean?
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. Like. And then with Kairi Sane, it's almost like a little bit too soon for coming in. And also, unfortunately, just her being Japanese, too. I feel like it would almost be too much of like, oh, we'll just give it from one Japanese girl to the next.
1: Yeah, Asuka version, too.
0: Yeah. And um, I, don't, I don't think she needs it quite yet, but I think that she'll probably... I, th- I could definitely see her getting it at some point, though, pretty soon. Or, like, you know, maybe the next year or so.
1: Yeah. uh, You know who I am a big fan of now after that Battle Royal, though? hmm uh, Bianca Belair
0: she's been really impressive in a lot of her showings dude she's good and doing
1: the thing with like so she hits Uh, who did she hit out with her hair I forget um, uh, it was it Candice L- yeah it might have been
0: Candice it was either her or maybe like Rhea Ripley I can't remember now
1: and then someone like grabbed her by the hair
0: yeah Billie Kay saved herself with her yeah.
1: hair that was <laughs> crazy that was a great spot um, we also got the Velveteen Dream getting a surprise attack in on Alistair Black. Yeah, you uh, like, ambushed him there and tied him up in the ropes
0: mm-hmm. before uh, eventually having to uh, escape. Which, uh, they were trying uh, to, They they built that up as, like, a big deal on commentary. He was, like, the first guy to, uh, like, avoid the, the kick, I think.
1: Yeah. And also, they think they made a big deal that, like, he was the first to get like the upper hand on Alistair, so to speak.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so it's 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 interesting how much they've actually done with this, cause it it seemed like such a fucking weird feud on paper.
1: Oh my god, it started off as like a joke, basically.
0: Yeah, well, like, cause Velveteen Dream is such such a guy that like, you know, you, you just assumed he was gonna be in the category of like, well, they're never gonna do anything with this guy.
1: It's no way,
0: Jose. Like, version.
1: Exactly. too, basically, right?
0: Like, and even almost worse, because, like, there were so many of those, like, uh, almost, like, homosexual or, like, effeminate overtones. And mm-hmm. WWE, like, historically, it's just, like, you're, outside of Goldust, you're not having any success with that.
1: Yeah. Remember, he is an androgynous.
0: Yeah, androgynous. Which, uh, funny story, uh, I listened to the ENC pod of Awesome, where they talked to uh, Goldust recently. Great interview. And uh, apparently when Goldust first uh, took the whole role of, like, basically becoming Goldust over in WWE and they were describing that he was going to be an androgynous character, he didn't know what the fucking word androgynous meant at first. Yeah. So he just sort of agreed to it and then was like, oh, shit. Well, I guess I got to make this work. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That was great. Oh, my gosh. It's like, I didn't know what Vince was talking about, but he sounded convinced. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Hey, that guy's got money. He'll pay me, so fuck it, I'll do it.
1: Yeah.
0: I guess that's really what it comes down to in wrestling, right? It's like, well, are you going to pay me to do it? Fuck it, I'll do it.
1: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. Pay me enough money. Everyone has a price. (laughs) It's so true. Uh, And then, uh, like we just mentioned a little before, uh, Roddy losing to Sien Amos, but then getting the offer from Undisputed to join again.
0: Mm-hmm. It's going to
1: happen, man. War Games, the turn. Roddy will finally become... Uh, whatchamacallit? Finally become interesting. Yeah,
0: Definitely. <laughs> Because he's he's so fucking boring as a baby. Like, he's just so bland. Yeah. One, like, I, I almost think to a certain extent, like, it's really hard to even make that type of baby face work anymore. Because, like, even even the guy who was doing it really, really fucking well, Sami Zayn, I mean, the, the problem, too, was it just they weren't doing shit with him at all. But, like, even then, it was, like, it wasn't getting over to the extent that I feel like traditionally it would have, you know what I mean? like just the the concept of a baby face is just different than it was whereas i feel like yeah actually i'm going to put my idea i think rather simply i think whereas a baby face used to be like one of their tra- some traits were wholesomeness it's gone so much more to the point where i think it's almost integrity so like even if you're an asshole as long as you're kind of true to yourself like that's way better than being wholesome like as far as even being a baby face
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's why they have to turn heel to get interesting.
0: Yeah, and then you have to... You find those layers, and then people start to get into you, because then it's like, oh, you're being yourself. Like, with the Usos now, like, they had that run as being heels, essentially basically became a lot more themselves, showed off a lot more personality, and look at that, bada boom, they're fucking faces now.
1: And the realest guys in the room?
0: Like, it... Imagine that same exact fucking process if they had just fucking done that with Roman a little while ago. It was like, oh, you know, if they just fucking let him turn heel, he probably would have been. He probably would have been fucking made like a mega babyface by now. People would probably fucking like face. sucking Roman Reigns' dick. Because he'd be like fucking so cool. Because he would have been such a badass. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's nuts. The resist, like, it's so weird how resistant they are. When, like, there have been so many guys, especially they've done recently, and it's worked so fucking well.
1: Yeah. Like, how can it not work at this point?
0: Yeah. And it's like with, like, especially, like, with Enzo, too. It's like, man, they turned him heel, and look, look at, look at that shit. He's been <laughs> running that division. He's been doing more. And now he's that... bringing other guys up. Yeah. Now he's bringing other guys up. He's bringing more eyeballs to it. Like, he's, yeah.
1: it It's good shit. They All right. Do it. Oh well. Ready to go over to our first review of Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Let's do it. To replace our fallen friends at Luch Underground.
0: Oh, don't make me sad. <laughs> I
1: love you. Uh, well,
0: I love you, baby. Come back. I could change.
1: Baby, will come back. Uh. So, what do you think of the of your first week of RHTV?
0: Uh, I feel like this was a little bit underwhelming as far as a week. Like there were. There were a couple okay matches. Like, we saw um, Marty Skrull take on this guy, uh, Jay White, I think his name was. Yes. Um, yeah, and that was, like, interesting. I thought uh, Marty Skrull did a pretty cool job. Like, I liked his Oh, whole, he's fantastic. Uh, and then we had a fucking rather bizarre tag match, which I was honestly didn't pay too much attention to. Uh, the Tempura cool. Boys. The Tempura Boys and the Dogs.
1: Was that their name? Yeah. yeah. I think that's what they're going by. Woof. Well, Ferrara and Rhett Titus. Rhett Titus, who just cannot catch a break with teams and things like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't
0: know, man. Like, I was watching this guy, and I, I remembered watching him at the uh, the special we talked about a while ago. The Las Vegas mm-hmm. one they did? Yeah. I don't know. That, that's, this guy is thoroughly unimpressive to me.
1: Rhett Titus? Yeah. Yeah. He's just always, like, he's the Marty Jannetty of all of tag teams and things like that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's a, that's a good for. I was going to say he's he seems to me like a poor man's big Cass. Yeah. Like a really poor man's big Cass. <laughs> <laughs> like when you can't afford anything else. <laughs> like he's the slightly large Cass. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No good. Nope. <laughs> Uh, uh, then, then we had a, a fatal four-way with a um, yes
1: four-corner survival match.
0: Yeah. So all right. So what the fuck are the actual rules of this match supposed to be? Cause I, I feel it's like, a fatal four. Okay. Because like there were times where they were tagging in, and then there were times where they were just like, uh, eh, I guess we just it's, don't have to fucking tag anymore.
1: It's your. It's the problem you've always had with Ring of Honor that they don't stick uh, to those rules.
0: Like, I guess I'm just gonna have to get over it. And just realize that that's how they do it in Ring of Honor. They just, they just don't give a shit about the rules, even though that makes everybody look stupid. <laughs>
1: they, I just, I mean, if if it really gets you, we can stop reviewing Ring of Honor. No, I just,
0: I, I will get over it. I just, it's gonna take me some time.
1: Okay. Like, do we, do you need to check into uh, support for watching Ring of Honor because <laughs> they don't follow the rules? <laughs>
0: Well, it's just, it's,
1: okay, from a
0: booking standpoint, I feel like it just never makes sense for a guy to just, like, do blatantly stupid shit, and so with these tag team matches where they constantly either just, like, decide to acknowledge the rules or not, it's really jarring when there's a guy where, like, okay, we'll start out the match and say we're tagging like normal, all right, we're following the rules, okay, I get it. And then maybe something happens and the mass starts to devolve and we're not following the rules. Like, okay, I still get that. But then if we just all of a sudden decide to go back to following the fucking rules when the other guys aren't, like, what the—shoot f- me in the fucking head. I'm a goddamn idiot. Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, if now everybody's just jumping in the ring and throwing each other through tables and shit, and then I'm like, hold on, I gotta, I gotta tag my guy. Like, what What the fuck is wrong with me? Like, I, that... It, ugh, ugh. From a booking perspective, I cannot... I, I, it's, it's indefensible. It's indefensibly stupid. Am I wrong? All right, I think that's... Am I wrong? Uh, no, you're defended. not wrong.
1: But I just really want to go out on that rant. So, uh, thanks for listening this week. Uh, stay tuned next week when uh, we're back to our regular scheduled non-pay-per-view week. Uh, and check us out on uh, social media, Facebook, Super Smart Brothers, Twitter, at Smart Brothers, email, uh, super Brothers at gmail.com. And rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts. It's uh, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, and our original home of Podbean. Peace
0: out. See you guys next week.